0: Up next on NHL Fantasy on Ice, Rob and Pete with reaction to the coaching change in Dallas. DFS lineups, total locks, value spots, and premium plays. Let the boys line your pockets. It's the Tuesday edition.
1: What's going on, everybody? Jensen and Reese coming at you on this Tuesday morning talking fantasy and Robbie. Breaking news, the fourth coaching change of the NHL season. We're into December. Dallas Stars, a a shocker, we would both say. Jim Montgomery out all of a sudden in Dallas.
2: And we'll break down all the fantasy implications that you need to know for this right off the bat, Pete. Fantasy-wise, is there one player in particular that you view from this situation as someone you might go after in a buy-low situation?
1: Well, if it was one player, I would probably say Jamie Benn, but this applies to the entire Dallas Stars offense, power play. Dallas is going to play differently under any other coach not named Jim Montgomery. There's no question he was playing defensive hockey. He was playing low-scoring hockey. He was gearing them up for the playoffs, which worked out pretty well last year. They almost went pretty far. But Jamie Benn has been hindered in recent years. Radulov this it's interesting that this uh, news comes days after the Radulov healthy scratch who knows what happened in Dallas but I think this is by low season for the Dallas Stars in fantasy
0: well we don't know exactly what happened but the statement from Jim Nill it was unprofessional conduct that led to Jim Montgomery's firing I'm Mm -hmm. sure some information around the actions will come out in the days to come but I disagree with Peter in the sense that The Dallas Stars are not all of a sudden going to be a run-and-gun team. They're not Mm -hmm. going to change the style completely. You have to believe Jim Montgomery's coaching style was a bit of what Mm -hmm. Jim Nill wanted to implement with the team. So I don't think the interim head coach – who is Rick Bonus? is all of a sudden going to go run and gun, fly up and down you know like the Tampa Bay Lightning a few years ago or last year. It's not going to happen.
2: And Rick Bonus was the D coach and the penalty kill coach for Tampa so I think that bodes to what you're saying there a little bit Bob and, and Dallas has great D, so I think that should be a nice fit but but I think that's probably if I was to decide on either one there I'd probably say they'll continue that defensive structure because that's probably what Jim Nill, at the end of the day wants for that team.
1: Would you buy low on some? I mean do you own any stars in fantasy like I own Sagan mm. and I'm just dis- Disappointed. We did the top 100 forward rankings yesterday. He continues to dip. Underachieving player for a guy that you come to expect 70, 80 points with you know, 250 shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to hit those totals at this rate.
2: He's still shooting well this year, so that's his one saving grace and that's always nice even when a player is underperforming production-wise when he has the shot volume to back it up. You do get that little bump in a category in fantasy. So, I do like Sagan for a second half resurgence for sure. He has all the talent to do it and the track record. So, that's pl- probably the player I would start with and maybe the only player now I think that people might be willing to part with just because I think we've hammered the, the Jamie Benz, the the Radulovs and all these by-low situations.
0: I'll let Peter react to that, but we would be remiss if we didn't tip our cap to David Satriano, who's not in the office right now, but is our insider texting us right before we opened up the mics to let us know that Jim Montgomery had been let go from Dallas. So, Davey, we give you a tough time, but thanks for helping the show out. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks,
2: Davey. Oh, yeah,
1: that Love was you. down to the minute uh, before we got going here this morning, so we appreciate it, Davey. Davey lives, eats, breathes, sleeps nhl hockey
2: and this is a great example of that he is hockey and so we'll, we'll see what happens here i think there, there's going to be more to digest in the coming days but for now you know i think stars fantasy owners don't worry this isn't this isn't going to lower the value of these guys if anything they might see a bump Uh, What we saw at least from three or two of the other coaching changes, excluding the Devils.
1: And the Stars have the Devils tonight, so (laughs) nice, (laughs) easy opportunity to maybe back up what I said, get the offense going. (laughs) We mentioned last show they went two for two on the power play against a really sound defensive team in the Islanders Mm -hmm. on Saturday. So that was a step in the right direction. I just, I would love to see, maybe it's just me, I would love to see the Dallas Stars offense unleashed, at least for a few games just to let me know that they still have it in their system.
0: I can see what you're saying, Pete. Maybe you get a little bit of that in the short term, but I don't think they're going to completely change their style, as I mentioned. No, you're right. But listen, let's not, let's not undersell this. This is a Stanley Cup contender. Mm-hmm. This is a team that was built to make a run in April and in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and now they lose their head coach. It's a, it is a big deal in the sense that it's not easy when this stuff is happening during the
1: season. And Montgomery was one of the best college coaches in in NCAA before he took over in Dallas. And look at where he took them last year. I mean, you could really say that the Dallas Stars should have made the Western Conference final when you look back to that, how well they played, how well Bishop played. Ben almost ended it in Game 7 against St. Louis. And they came very close last year. So whatever happened, uh, it's a little eye-opening for sure.
0: Before we move forward and we get to the games tonight, which we have a great slate, I'm going to tap myself on the back and also give credit to Peter and Robbie. Let's be fair here. This is a money show. Mm -hmm. We had the three-team underdog parlay (laughs) hit last night with the Islanders, the Flames, and the Senators. Bing, bam, boom. Like hmm. I said on the program yesterday, you're eating on the house for days to come if mm-hmm. you put $25 on that three-team parlay. And all the underdogs won last yep, night. Every single every one. Every single one of them.
2: Incredible. I love when it's the night of the dogs. That is something special and something in your bank account. We'll remember hmm. a couple other trends I just wanted to react on last night. Anthony declare he's only 25% owned in Yahoo. Pick this guy up. And one more buy low for you guys listening. Mark Giordano assist performance last night. He has been so quiet this season, but now that the Flames are playing better and they're trending up, this is a player you can probably still get to get exposure to those top guys for the rest of the season.
1: 6-0 and one in the past seven for Calgary, and we mentioned Duclair on the program yesterday, so we were all over that. He's been inconsistent, but has that big game capability any given night. One thing I wanted to mention, so we didn't talk about it yesterday because the Flyers weren't playing, but Travis Konechny out indefinitely With a concussion, who do you like uh, to replace him in the top six and in terms of a fantasy stream? The names that come to mind for me, Joel Faraby Mm. or James Van Riemsdyk.
2: Well, JVR, you know, sadly in fantasy this season has been really – uh, he's been a big a big miss. Let's mm-hmm. just call a spade a spade on that one. Uh, not to be critical of the player, I think he's a great player, but in fantasy it certainly hasn't been there. So, I would probably avoid JVR. I mean, I could see a short-term bump, but this is not going to be a player that wins you anything in fantasy. Uh, for Farabee, I'm intrigued by the upside there. I'm not sure how the category coverage is going to be, you know, when an, a 19-year-old player is playing tough minutes. It's hard to produce. So I think I would look outside the Flyers for for replacement for TK.
1: I wonder if they would do Giroux with Frost and Farabee. Farabee's be cool. been playing on the third line lately. Actually has points in, I believe, six of his past eight games. So he's starting to trend up, and he's producing on the third line, give him better minutes, better exposure. Maybe he pops off and becomes a really nice streaming option for the next couple of weeks.
2: Tk was their most valuable fantasy forward at points in the season, if not for all the, season. All, yeah, for sure, for sure. So it, which is which is an interesting changing of the guard there. So I think this yeah. is a big loss, and you know it's going to be a lot on the shoulders of those two guys to step up and replace. I agree, and um, I saw Ryan Graves
1: multi-point game yeah. with uh, Cal McCarr out of the lineup. Another player we were touting. Robbie was touting him last week. We mentioned him again yesterday, and this is a guy, uh, safe, safe player to pick up on defense uh, in a, a a
2: position that's not very deep right now. And I know the Avs lost an OT on Monday night, but to even come back from a 4-2 hole, I mean that's incredible when they're down all those players. So I can't I can't say enough good things about this Avs team in fantasy and in regular hockey this, this year. This seems amazing.
0: They had me shaking in my boots <laughs> with the Flames up 4-2, ready to cash out on the three-team parlay. Mm-hmm. Bam. Bam tied at four, and then give Calgary credit on the road in overtime. And they're rolling right now. The team uh, is playing much, much better.
2: So let's talk about the Lightning a little bit here, boys. They are road dogs tonight against the Panthers. But for whatever reason, 60% of bets are on Tampa tonight, which makes me a little bit curious if I should maybe go that route, too. I mean, we saw a 5-1 loss from them on Monday. But the Islanders, hey, let's be honest, great team. So are you you thinking this is a bounce-back spot for the
0: Bolts? Here's the deal with Tampa. I'm done betting them. I'm done betting against them. I don't know what I'm going to get night in and night out. And you have to, when you're placing a wager, you know, you have to look at the lines, of course. But you can't let the the line movement and where the bets are going influence where your bet goes. Mm-hmm. And with the Tampa Bay Lightning, I don't understand it. They got their doors blown off last night. Now they go and play Florida, who's what, won three in a row. It's a fishy line. But again, Tampa, I just cannot trust at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Tampa didn't look good last night, I think. Uh, but they did play McElhenney, so it's going to be Vasilevsky against Bobrovsky. So yeah. that's a really nice goaltending matchup. Remember when we were talking about maybe taking those two guys in the first round? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't do that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Well, Vassie, I don't know what to expect from that guy. He's been terrible.
0: So it's not like Vasi has been this outstanding goalie like he was last year. He's right, been like, a complete disappointment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, granted, that's why the line is short, I think, is because Vasi is in net, but
2: mm-hmm. he hasn't been good. Well, I think from a fantasy lens here, it's, it's a little bit worrisome to me because we're seeing Steven Samkos gradually – you know kind of trend downward year after year I'm not talking about recent games I'm talking about season over season production Kucherov maybe was a little overachieving last year maybe he's more of a 90 point which is still a great player in this league 90 to maybe 100 point ceiling guy Mm -hmm. and then their defense is aging a little bit quickly too with McDonough on the back and very limited minutes look at his ice time this year compared to last I mean I don't I maybe he's a little bit banged up but I think from a fantasy lens This might be a team where I think they could still make the playoffs in real hockey, but fantasy-wise, rest of the season, you might not get that value you were promised in the preseason.
1: Now, I have uh, Huberdeau in my lineup tonight. What's your level of confidence in Florida to take care of business here? Because uh, they had a good weekend.
2: Well, I don't know if they'll win outright tonight, but I do think night in— and night out Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov and Keith Yandel are always going to be returning value in DFS I don't care who the players are on the opposite side of the ice I don't care who the goalie is those guys have proven to me that they are DFS stalwarts for the rest of the season
1: I like it so now moving forward to the rest of the slate uh, the Blues who have lost consecutive games they visit the Sabres Um, is Jack I I mean Jack Eichel we mentioned it yesterday I think but he's on pace for 111 points right now with elite coverage of shots on goal and quietly nice storyline the other day got the win against McDavid Mm -hmm. so remember same draft class same uh, narrative and Eichel kind of got
2: the slower start but Seems to be closing the gap a little bit. I hope that storyline bubbles back up, you know, as, as these two teams continue to get better year after year. So in, in terms of matchup in this game, it's kind of fishy because Buffalo is a home dog against St. Louis, who, you know, they're, they, they've they been a little bit underachieving in their recent games. Braden Shen's a guy I like tonight, character guy from mm-hmm. St. Louis so that will probably get on the board. But you know what? When Buffalo is a home dog, it really makes me wonder if this is going to be the Jack Eichel show 2.0.
1: Yeah, so Buffalo went one, one, and one on their three-game Western <laughs> Canada trip. Uh- Guess could be worse. Yeah. I mean, at least they showed a pulse after that loss in Calgary when I was all over them for the wrong reasons. But how uh, good to see Marcus Johansson score points in 3 straight games. That's been a player when he came back from injury. I saw he was like on power play one a little bit. I was kind of waiting for him to start getting going offensively went 3 4 games without a point to start, but now he's getting
2: rolling. My safest team tonight's the Winnipeg Jets. Not only are they a lock for me for regular betting, but also in DFS, I've got a ton of Jets, Shifley, Line a Pionk, and then goalie wise, I was actually thinking about going Larambro Swats tonight because he's confirmed to start. I I do have Mark Andre Fleury in for his first game back against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, so we'll see there. But otherwise, I think you know the Jets super safe DFS wise.
0: The Jets obviously should win this game, but but at plus two hundred, the Detroit Red Wings, again just a value spot. Maybe you put ten bucks on it. Uh, to make some nice
1: uh, cash back.
0: Don't see it happening, but it's almost obligatory when they're Mm -hmm. that big of underdogs to just throw a little something on them.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Winnipeg's playing well. They got two strong lines right now. They got Wheeler playing with Ehlers and Jack Roslevic, and that line has kind of put them back on the map offensively. We knew that they were overachieving defensively in the goaltending, but it's at least good to see uh, the scoring depth Mm -hmm. there again. We were talking about Blake Wheeler's buy low value a couple of weeks ago. He seems to be back on the map.
2: And how about San Jose-Nashville this evening? That screams to me it's going to be an over-type situation between those two teams right now. I have Kelly Yarncrock in the DFS lineup. I wanted to get some top-line Nashville exposure. Are we leaning one way or the other here?
0: I thought I was going to see a total of seven for this game. I really did. It's six and a half. Uh-huh. But, Robbie, you're right. Instinctually, when you look at these two teams, you figure, oh, this game is going over. Mm-hmm. But we all know what happens when it's a no-brainer. It right. doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. Um, I want, uh, So there are a couple of buy-low guys in this game. There's Matt Duchesne, who we were dropping again in our ranks. But we still said we wouldn't drop him for, like, a Dylan Strom. That was where we drew the line. There's also Tomas Hurdle, who I'm worried about. And Brent Burns, I mean – Of those three guys, like Brent Burns is a great buy low right now because he's he's like minus whatever, Mm -hmm. double digits. He's only got 21 points in 32 games, which for Brent Burns is underachieving, let's be honest.
2: Well, he's moving down in my defenseman ranks this week because of the minus rating, and Mm -hmm. it's not a lot that he can do when it's Martin Jones – or Dell in net, and it's nothing against Burns, but I think that's just a guy, category-wise, I can't buy low on because I don't see their, their goaltending situation changing anytime soon. And he
1: takes chances. I mean, that's the type of player he is. So he's going to have his defensive lapses. No one would say that he's even among the best defensive defensemen in the league. He's far from it. So you take those chances, you start getting to... Little fire wagon, Mm risk-taking hockey, which the Sharks have played a lot of lately. And all of a sudden, the minus balloons a bit.
2: And for Nashville, I've been getting questions about Arvidson on Twitter. You know, should I gear up for this guy when he's coming back? Mm -hmm. Is that a player to target? I think it is a player to target. But let's be honest about the Nashville offense here, including Deshane. I mean, I'm worried about Deshane because when you sign that big deal— maybe you have less incentive every single night in the regular season. I think come playoffs, if they do make it, that's a player we're going to be having in our lineup every single night. But for the regular season, I wouldn't I wouldn't go near it in fantasy.
1: And he's been playing primarily wing. He's also, I, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's enjoying Nashville for <laughs> what it's worth off the ice. Uh-huh. And it seems like that by, uh, you know, how I guess he's a country music guy. He's always hitting up all these artists. And it looks like he's having a blast, but... Uh, the hockey component has not worked out to the degree that Nashville had hoped so
2: far. I don't have a, a concern about the team overall. I think just their fantasy value, it's, it's hard to, to choose those individual guys because when they have their two top complete lines, it's one game the top line goes and yeah. then the next game the second line gets a production. So I think just from fantasy lens, it, I, that's not a team I want to invest in.
1: Let me ask you this. Who are you more worried about in terms of a potential playoff berth? Because both of these teams we expect to be there, but right now neither really looking like a playoff lock. Are you more concerned about Nashville or San Jose right
2: now? I'm concerned about San Jose, and I can't believe Uh I'm saying that. It's just I hate sometimes as a fan coming to these realities. It's hard. It's hard to get over that these teams might be over the hill because we've enjoyed their playoff Runs every single year. I know they haven't won the whole thing, but it's been a lot of fun watching this team dominate the regular season, get into the postseason, and make noise. With Jumbo Joe, he's going for his 1600 game tonight. It's ridiculous that. But in fantasy, I think we're at the point now and in real hockey that the Sharks are in real danger of missing the playoffs. I'm concerned up the middle because I mentioned hurdles
1: in a slump, uh, no goals over his past eight games with a bad minus, minus seven in that stretch. And then Logan Couture, I guess, isn't taking faceoffs anymore. <laughs> oh, so, man. I mean, some people have been clamoring about that, like what's going on with Logan Couture? Is he going to get wing eligibility? Maybe he will, and maybe Duchesne will, back to Duchesne. But um, that's not – you need those two operating at a very high level mm-hmm. for the Sharks to overcome some of their shortcomings. And once you get to the playoffs, if they get there – They can't function without Hurdle and Couture going at the same time.
2: And last thing I'll say about the Sharks, Radic, Simic, or Mm -hmm. if I'm pronouncing that right, you can dog me if I'm not, but look at their record with him in the lineup and look at it without him in the lineup. I know, Mm -hmm. Pete, that's a player you brought up and said is a key cog. He really is because they win when he's in and they lose when he's out. He's on the shelf right now. Yeah, That's bad news. Simic. Shimmick. Uh, and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Davey here.
0: <laughs> and give credit to Pete; he was on on that very early, and I think I gave him a hard time on the program, and he's proved to be correct. He's been a difference maker. That Shimmick.
2: Now we're looking at Sebastian Aho versus Connor McDavid tonight, as nice. well as Aho's playing. It's kind of funny, but he has moved the needle on that game for the Gamblers because Edmonton is actually home dogs.
0: Wow. A breaking news alert! Breaking news alert! Jim Montgomery was fired from the Dallas Stars.
2: <laughs> okay, deja vu over here.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just doing my part to keep everyone abreast. <laughs> Maybe you just tune in 20 minutes into the program, we're letting you know.
1: Well, breaking news from the other day was that the Oilers were getting some of their top players back, uh, or not their top players, but their best secondary players, Zach Cassian and mm-hmm. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, both back in the lineup for this game. That increases their chances as home dogs. They could win this game, no doubt about it. Um, Cassian, a couple of good fan questions I was fielding um, about him. One guy has Tom Wilson.
2: Hang on, we're getting a call here, folks. Breaking news, breaking (laughs) news.
0: The phone is ringing. David's calling in. Is it David Satriano? (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to let it ring. Keep doing the show, guys. That's what happens. Show business, people. Show business.
1: one guy has Tom Wilson already and is thinking about maybe picking up Cassian, would you take both of those category guys? They're kind of like similar profile for fantasy. I would take both. Why
2: not? 100%. And and when we saw these categories change in Yahoo, where Hits is an official scoring category, if you win that category every week, you're guaranteed at least one category. So you might as well get those guys. And, hey, they're both on the top line. They're both Ovechkin scoring 50 goals again, and McDavid and Drysaddle are doing things that the, the human mind can't even comprehend. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and even if those guys get you like a point or two a week on average, that's that's like gravy on top of the Thanksgiving turkey and a mashed potatoes it and is. everything.
2: I, I have a guy on Twitter, my buddy Matt Danko. Every single day he DMs me, and he's got a deal where he's trying to package Cassian in a trade, and I'm like, dude, stop trying to trade <laughs> Zach Cassian. When these guys are available on the waiver wire, they are the safest players to pick up week in and week out. You get the exposure, and you get the insurance with the hits.
1: Um, So back to Calgary, who we mentioned earlier. They're on the second of a back-to-back at Arizona. Tough matchup, but uh, you got to trust the Flames right now. I think you got to tap into them if you can. And one cheap alternative uh, to spending up for, like, a Monaghan or a Gaudreau. So Monaghan scored the overtime winner, assisted by Dylan Dubé. Mm -hmm. Dylan Dubé. And he has points in four straight and has been – rock in the fantasy world. I was looking today. He was one of the top added players and he's
2: try eligible So he's playing with Monaghan a lot right and now. And he lit it up in juniors. This kid can flat out put up points. So if that line of placement sticks, I mean, let's this is a perfect segue from the wilson Cassian thing. When you get that exposure, even if he doesn't hit as much as those two guys, you're guaranteed at least a couple secondary assists every single week, and these are the players for the rest of the season that will prove to be not droppable. Now, for Dubay, since he's younger, it's going to remain to be seen whether you're going to hang on to this guy for a couple weeks or the rest of the season, but at least get this guy in as a spot starter. If this guy gives you
1: 15 to 20, 20 points in a 25-game stretch from now until you know, January mm-hmm. or early February, it's a huge win and it could happen with that type of lineup placement and the flexibility could just be a game changer for your fantasy team. So keep an eye on Dubé in season long leagues. And then in the top 100 forward rankings, just outside, actually, mm-hmm. there are a couple of coyotes littered there. Nick Schmaltz, Connor Garland, who you've been big on, especially in DFS, and Christian Dvorak. Mm-hmm. I was looking at his profile. If you're in a deeper league, go out there and see if Christian Dvorak is there. He covers faceoffs. He's got power play points. He's got other categories across the board. Very underrated player for Arizona right now.
2: I'm more on the Yotes tonight than the Flames. I just think the Flames are kind of due mm-hmm. for a game, especially after that gut check last night against Colorado. They gave everything that they had in the tank. So yeah, I, I think Arizona true. wins this game tonight. If I was a gambling man, my money would be on the Yotes. Mm-hmm. And I do have... Matthew Kachuk in my DFS lineup just for Calgary insurance because he's usually a player that scores in these games but Phil Kessel is a guy I've been targeting lately he's playing better for season-long owners too and in DFS he's getting more shots so look for Phil Kessel as a guy don't be surprised if he has a big second half of the season
0: it's about time Philly boy we've been all waiting it's about time that he got it going and it seems that he has got it
1: going Mm -hmm. Robbie's
0: 100% right in that regard
1: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Kessel, besides that game against the Penguins, he Mm -hmm. scored almost every other game over the past week, week and a half. So really good sign for Phil the Thrill. Uh, One of his old teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs, visit the Canucks. This is a really interesting game for me. Um, It's Josh Levo, maybe potential revenge Mm -hmm. against his former team. But I'm just more looking at the Maple Leafs after that big road win against the Blues the other day, kind of turning a corner and – Becoming the team that we know they can be. And credit to Austin Matthews over, for that one.
0: Over. <laughs> I look at these two teams, I think they're going to go over tonight.
2: And they could just as easily go under because their goalies are, are so high-end at times. So I, yeah. I, I don't know if I would go totals in this game as much as I want to sit down and actually watch Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser go against Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, J- JT, you know, and Quinn Hughes on the back end for the Canucks. Like I just want to see all these fantasy-relevant players actually play a hockey game together.
1: Yeah, and Toronto, like as much as we like Toronto's upside, and we mentioned like there are easy ways to tap into them if you want to take Pontus Auberg on the line with Matthews. Mm-hmm. And Nylander, that's a really good bargain bin DFS play. Tanner Pearson joined our top 100 forward rankings. He plays on the opposite wing of Levo on the line with Bo Horvat, uh, who I believe got banged up the last game, but I think he's probably going to play from what we've heard. So that's good. It's kind of like a three line team against another three line team. So a lot of offensive upside, no doubt.
0: I'm changing my thought on that. I think uh, what Robbie said is correct. Initially, I thought over. Mm-hmm. Don't bet the total in this game. It could easily go under. So that's a scenario. See, that's you, you know you do a little bit more of a deep dive and you mm-hmm. change your opinion on it. That's what just happened with me in the last 45 seconds.
1: <laughs> well, I, ha- I have Freddie Anderson in two leagues, and like mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking twice I'm going to play him tonight. You have to. Even on the road, yeah, even against Freddy. the Pedersen, Besser, Miller. Uh, that trio is getting pretty expensive, by the way, in mm-hmm. DFS. But, um, yeah, I, I'm,
2: I trust Freddie, I think. Cheaper exposure here in the Chicago-Vegas game. If you like the Hawks tonight, their price in DFS is very favorable. Now that Flurry's confirmed a start, though, and Vegas laid that stinker against the Rangers, I just have a hard time taking Chicago in this game. I want to see that Vegas team. They've got some new lines. Chandler Stevenson, my God, he's on the second line now in between Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. So this should be interesting for Vegas.
0: Has anyone, do we need to put a little alert out for where Mark Stone is? (laughs) I haven't seen him. quite some time just wondering yeah he's been held
1: held without a point in 12 of his past 17 games wow and um yeah I was gonna ask you would you drop I know we have him in our joint league but it's Mm -hmm. a pretty pretty deep league Uh, but we have Paul Stasny I think this guy's teetering on drop territory right now
2: well this is another good example of a player that come playoff time is going to be one of our most valuable fantasy assets but right now in the regular season there's too much shuffling it's like an irish jig out there in (laughs) vegas i mean they can't stop dancing with these line combinations and i can't stand that in fantasy when i can't tell you where a guy's going to play on any given night normally they are the first to go off my roster.
1: That was one honestly one of the most there have been a lot of surprises this year in terms of single game wagering results, but that 5-nothing home loss to the Rangers has to be in the top 5 or 10 for the season in terms of ones where you just look at the scoreboard based on what you thought would mm-hmm. happen in that game, based on what you saw the uh, the Golden Knights do to the Rangers at the Garden just one week prior, stunning.
0: Stunning, but the Rangers have done it a few times this year. They really have. Um You know, you count them out, you look at the line, you look at the matchup, no chance of winning, and then they win.
2: So they're in L.A. tonight, and, and L.A. I take, take the Kings. Here's the, thing with, here's the thing with L.A. At home, it's like they beat these pretty good teams, especially the teams coming from the East Coast. So, again, I'm not sure what's happening out there on Sunset Boulevard, but it always seems like these are trap spot games. So I'm not going to gamble on this game. I do have Adam Fox as the only Ranger in my lineup, just in case we get another 5-0 spot here from the Rags, but I am not confident at all in a winner in this one.
0: The Kings are minus one twenty-five favorites. How?
2: That's ridiculous.
0: Exactly. Basically, because they're <laughs> at they're home. Win. And crazy. the trend, the trend with the Rangers, um, we've seen it all year. Big win, and plus, happens in Vegas. Then they go out to LA. Mm-hmm. We all know what happens in those cities. LA's been good at home, as you mentioned. Give me the Kings tonight. Small price. Take a shot on them.
1: Uh, so Capo Caco is on the top line. Last as of last game with Panarin and Zabanajad, so different strategy than they've shown in previous games. I'm actually taking Capo Kako. He's burned me a bunch of times in DFS this year. But that's just too easy of exposure against a team that, besides Anze Kopitar and Drew Doughty, has nothing going on for it right now. So give me Kako in my DFS lineup for low 5,000. I'll take my chances again.
0: Who is starting in net for the
1: Rangers, would you think? It's Lundqvist. It's, it's Lundqvist. Hank. It's yeah. Hanky Boy. I guess, if he's going to play anymore this year with how well Georgiev is playing. FanDuel says it's Hank, so if that's wrong, you can can hit that Probably right. Well, it seems like
0: every time I I go against the Rangers, Hank has one of those nights where it's like 45 shots (laughs) and he saves (laughs) 44 of them and the Rangers win (laughs) 2-1. So I'm just uh, a little concerned in in that respect, but I Mm -hmm. would lean, small lean, to the Kings tonight.
2: And to go back to Kako here, a lot of people have been asking me, what do you expect from him rest of the season? And I think it's time where we temper our expectations on these rookie forwards. I mean, we've seen it with Jack Hughes this year as well, where these guys just cannot come in and sustain that production. It's like they need a year playing against these big bodies in the NHL, and then they'll pop off. So rest of season, you know, if he gets to 20 goals, I think that would be impressive. Can I see it happen? I think he taps out around 15 to 18.
0: Jack Hughes maybe have a couple Steaks, put on some pounds, some mashed potatoes. He's getting pushed around out there. You know, what is he, nineteen years old? Yeah, I mean let's yeah. get we're, with, we're with not, not many, him it's just no not with not many players around him, but he needs to put on some some beef.
2: Yeah, I mean what, what oh, hey, expect? his the brother his brother's the same weight and he's killing it on defense in Vancouver.
1: I mean the devils just can't catch a break. It's like they were starting to you know they had some momentum going just into Friday night's guy, game. I'm trying to give the guy a tip, have a <laughs> steak once in a
0: while. I put mean, on some
1: pounds. Put on some muscle. You remember <laughs> last Friday we were talking up Nico Heischer, and then like now he's out two games with an illness. It's mm-hmm. just they can't get a break this season, and uh, Hughes is taking the brunt of it, unfortunately.
2: Oh, oh, major alert! Major alert! I forgot to let everybody know at the top of the show here. I dropped PK Suban today for nobody. I actually had Zach Hyman IR plus. On my bench, and I needed to, I needed to get him in the lineup tonight. I've seen too many good games from him coverage wise, so I had to drop PK for nothing.
0: Wow, what That's, took you so long?
2: I, because I'm stubborn, Bob. Yeah, I, know, I can't. I know. It, like I was saying about the Sharks, I don't like to see these things happen, even though you see it happening right before your eyes. You just can't believe it's okay. actually happening. A little
0: funeral for PK Subban. He's now off Rob Reese's team. Moment of silence with me making some radar noises. <laughs> <laughs> move
1: on <laughs> yeah uh, I mean I don't know if what's better an unfollow or dropping him for no one but Ooh. that's uh, it's rough either way but yeah hopefully he gets it going but I actually remember
2: you said you were wait what do you mean an unfollow did he unfollow us on twitter no,
1: I mean just like you could unfollow. He's big on social oh, media. Oh yeah, yeah, so like yeah. True. In his world, that way, means more. Two ways. To, <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. I mean, you own him in fantasy, or you unfollow him. It's hopefully you, Hopefully, he can turn this thing around. <laughs> maybe That's what we Rob, hope for.
0: Maybe Rob dropping him will light the fire under his uh, rear end, and he'll get going. Probably unlikely, but maybe.
2: That's how it always works in fantasy. When you when someone is thinking this hard about the situation, you end up dropping the player. Then he pops off that same game night. So. DFS-wise, maybe look at Subban against the, against the Stars in in and against the game play.
0: And I'm going to go um, a little off the rails here. I'm going back to the Friday night game. Can you guys remember who the Devils played? It went into a shootout. Was it the Wild? Oh, I'm not Chicago. 100% sure. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago, correct. And Taylor Hall has the game on his stick in the shootout, mm-hmm. and he comes flying up the ice. I'm thinking this guy is going to bury it. Hines just got fired. Hall's got the game on a stick, and he gets shut down by Corey Crawford. Blackhawks win. Jack Hughes ends up having the next shot, and he can't get it past Crawford. Mm-hmm. That was disappointing. That that was a knife in my heart, actually. Yeah. But that's the way it's going for the Devils. You know, That's just the way
1: it's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've had plenty of games this season where they've either blown a lead or they've had games where it went down to the wire in a shootout or overtime. It's not like this team doesn't have any guts. It's just they can't catch a break. I'm telling you, they, they have something going in their direction and then the next night somebody's out. It's like... They can't control it, and they can't turn it around. You feel bad for them almost.
2: And that's exactly the the right thing to say is all those blown leads. I mean, let's just say they won all those games. That's at least six Ws right there in the win column. I know you can't play hypotheticals, but it's true. With, with, the, with the talent that they have offensively, they could easily have won at least half those games that they blew the lead in.
0: All right, guys, we're getting to that point in the program where we have to fire off the DFS plays, and then we'll do our best bets, a couple value spots maybe tonight. And give the listeners what they want, which is picks, picks, picks and more picks and hopefully some winners so you can go out and enjoy yourself a nice meal or, um, you know, buy yourself a Rolex, depending how much money you're putting on these games. But let's start with the DFS plays and let's start with I could see him chomping at the bit ready to go. It's going to be Peter time.
1: (laughs) Well, I got two expensive centers. I got Zabanajet at L.A., and I have Shifley, like I believe Rob said, too. Mm -hmm. I have Radulov in the bounce. Keep the bounce back going here, even with the coaching change. Uh, Regardless of the circumstances or or what happened, I think Radulov uh, could do wonders against the Devils tonight at home where Dallas is so good. I have Huberto, Kako. I have Dylan Dubé. My defense, I have Neil Pionk and Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Pionk like you said mm-hmm. is a great uh, stack with any of those Winnipeg forwards and he plays on the first power play and then my goalie of the night is either Staloc or Kapo mm-hmm. against the Ducks at home I just think that's an obvious matchup with how well the Wild have played over the past month
2: where you have Kako and Kapo yeah, yeah, in the same lineup
1: you say it the same way but it's not the same that's spelling beautiful. which we've learned for editing purposes right. don't <laughs> oh use the God. same spelling it's incorrect
2: <laughs> yeah no that's that's a <laughs> <laughs> great i i would honestly consider that a stack Pete, just on name value alone so i like the lineup there i do have mark shifley patrick line sebastian aho Kelly yarn pearson kachuk matthew not brady not playing tonight neil mm-hmm. pionk adam fox and then i have ma flurry slotted in right now for a bounce back spot for the knights
1: very nice peter you have something to say no i'm just happy that flurry's back he's had a personal issue um but yeah i'm I'm excited for the turnaround of Vegas because Marc Andre Fleury has been out for, what, two weeks? Subban's done a nice job, too. He's done an okay job. He has, but But that's a hard time. Marc Andre Fleury is. Yeah. He's the just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm he's, just, he's the I'm, legend.
0: I'm putting the egg timer on Mark Stone. At some point, this guy is going to explode mm-hmm. and have some points, goals, assists. He's too good of a player to stay quiet for this long. <sighs> Best bets. We bantered about some of the games, but these are your premium plays. These are the plays that are premium. So let's uh, let's start with Rob. Premium plays. You have something up mm-hmm. your sleeve, or you want me to start with P? What do you want?
2: My lock tonight is the Winnipeg Jets. It's just a team, and I know you're not going to win a lot of money, on it. No, 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 you're but, not. But it's just a team that is playing so well, and I can't say enough good things, especially after their off-season turnover. How well they responded! I love seeing them prove everybody, including myself, wrong on a nightly basis. So I do like the Jets as my lock, and then I would also like to say the Arizona Coyotes are in a good spot here against the Flames, who have been on fire lately—literally, no pun intended. So I would look at the Yotes in a nice little upside if Kemper's starting play too.
0: Okay, I'm not going to let you off the hook. Winnipeg Jets minus 240. For the folks that don't want to lay that price, me being one of them, who do you parlay them with? And don't give me the Coyotes, give me another team.
2: Well, oh, I can't take. Okay, so the Coyotes you can't bet. on No, no, on no, you can. No, no, the Coyotes. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I just want. I want to
0: give the listeners an option. If you like Winnipeg, uh-huh. who are you parlaying them with? Okay, well, Coyotes here's, here's, is an option. Give me another I'd look one. At.
2: I'd look at why the Sabers and why the Edmonton Oilers are both home dogs tonight. I think that's fishy. One of those two teams is winning tonight. So I'd, I'd really say if you feel strongly about the Jack Eichel show. Put your cash Mm -hmm. on him. Have him carry you to victory. But a team that has been pretty safe is the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, this team with Dave Tippett is completely night and day from what we've seen in the past. And now that they're healthy, I mean, give me a little bit of oil country as a home dog.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And that's why I held your feet to the fire because you're going to give me good information like that. Pete, what do you got?
1: I like Toronto at Vancouver to win the game. They're, I guess, slight favorites. I I think that... Uh, for, for some reason, I think, uh, I can't remember who said it, but the higher scoring, and mm-hmm. I think Toronto will win the game. I was looking back at their stats since the coaching change. Power plays way up, penalty kills a lot better, goals nice. per game up. It's all up. I mean, there have been some bumps in the road, like that Philly game, yeah. but maybe take that away, and the stats look staggering in a positive way. So go Toronto on the road to win. I like Buffalo at home. Mm-hmm. I just have a good feeling about them that they survived that west coast swing right that absolutely that's where your season could go to hell Mm -hmm. and instead it came back up a little bit and the blues remember the blues like vladimir tarasenko is out pretty much for the rest of the season Mm -hmm. like it's only a matter of time before uh they come back down to earth a little bit they've been playing too well uh given that injury to arguably their best player and
2: look at this atlantic division right now i mean the leafs and the Lightning are out of playoff contention by a little bit. They're not They're not even sniffing it right now. Mm-hmm. So these are teams right now that have big games. They're already getting to that point in the season where these are big games. So I, I like those plays, Pete. Okay, so a
0: couple to uh, consider tonight. My lock of the night, I'm sure Hank Lundquist is going to have a big night in net because I'm taking oh. the L.A. Kings, but I think it's a tricky spot for the Rangers. We've seen it all year long, big win, then a loss. Plus, they're going from Vegas to L.A. a couple days off. I like the Kings in this spot to win a close one. Mm -hmm. And then I'm looking at some totals, and I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to go. But instinctually, and we mentioned this earlier, San Jose-Nashville over Um, 6.5. Chicago-Vegas over 6.5. And potentially carolina edmonton over six so Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where I'm going with that if I were to pick the one I like most I'm probably going with Nashville San Jose what do you guys think about those totals I
1: think yeah Nashville San Jose is a good one to go over, <laughs> I would think. Right I think way that you the might, goaltending's you might go playing out there
2: might get a little greedy. I mean, Edmonton has good goaltending, but Carolina doesn't. Mm-hmm. So that that's susceptible right there.
1: One stat, by the way, to back up what you were saying about the LA Kings. I mean, look at how bad they've been on the road two twelve and one, but they're nine six and one at home. So wow. they got something going. Some some. Juice is flowing it's those on all La LA's the new Vegas, let's face it here. It's
0: those restaurants in Sunset Boulevard and then, you know, Hollywood. I've, ne- I've never
1: been, honestly. Never been to yeah, LA? Been to we got to do a show out
2: there, boys.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll get out there. Uh, any local restaurants or um, beachfront watering holes give us a call we'll set something up we'll get all we'll pack out your establishment because the listeners are coast to coast as i like to say
2: and davy's global he's got his own personal fans in la mm-hmm. if you listened to the show last week so
0: i'm gonna change davy's uh name from goalie master to davy insider because he's breaking news helping Davey us out Hollywood. And Davey Hollywood. All right, let's put a bow on it, please.
1: I love it. So hit us up with your last minute questions. There's a lot going on in this slate. Probably more is going to be going on once this show is posted. So we're uh, we'll we'll take the twists and turns with you. We'll help you through the slate. So for Bender, Reese, Jensen, we'll talk to you again on Thursday. NHL Fantasy on Ice. Thanks for listening.